with us so you're riding with them make up your mind which side you stand The truth, but these days the truth won't sell. Howdy everybody, Cable Smith, welcoming each and every one of you into episode 153 of Justified Pursuit. Riding shotgun is always very brave to be wearing that Astros cap here, uh, but the good counselor, Chisholm Cook, he's frowning now. Well, you're going to say, oh, we have two World Series teams titles, made it to like seven straight ALCS appearances, yeah. I know, but it's still fresh. For, easy, for I think easy. a real Astros fan wouldn't be wearing it. The wound would be too fresh. I see Stros gear everywhere, from San Antonio to Houston, all point flying to Minneapolis, everywhere. So you don't know what you're talking about. Move on. Okay, just saying. How are you? Other than that, uh, yeah, I'm. Everything's great. Everything's okay. everything's good. I'm glad we don't put these on YouTube because my kids were in here. You know what? No, I'm not going to say that because then we would have to play Vivaldi on me if I said the maids did this. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to some rut action. It's cranking up down south. You and Ash are going to go on vacation, or what are you talking about? Hmm? You and Ash are going on vacation. Unfortunately, no. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) Oh, talking about dirty, stinky bucks. Ah peeing all over themselves and chasing the does and standing there googly-eyed as you drive right past them because they're too dumb to mm. run away. All that good stuff. Maybe a fight. Oh, remember the first horns. buck that I shot with my bow? That kind of googly-eyed deer? Remember that? Uh, yeah. I shot him in the yeah, neck he, on accident? That's right. That, that, that little debacle? Yeah, that's, the, that's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. I was new to bow Almost. hunting, and you were like, cool, a bow. Let's go kill something with it. And I was like, sure, let's do that. And there was this buck. Actually, we, we drove down with the buggy and you corned a Sendero. And uh, this doe came out immediately and she looked like she I think been, they were already in the road. I think we drove road hard and, and they put just, away like, wet. Got out she of the was way. haggard looking. Yeah. And all she wanted to do was eat some corn. And here comes this buck to molest her. And uh, we drove past and they ran back into the brush and then literally got out, got the bow, which you're. 100 pound dog had been sitting on um and, and bouncing around in the back of the buggy <laughs> yeah and like cool and then basically just walked up to this deer it's, it's so surreal i can't believe this still happened like 10 12 years later whatever it is long time ago wow. and we i shoot under the deer I'm like what in the world how did i miss you know the next it was like arrow, a 40 yard shot too though we were totally winging it like yeah. we had no business even having a bow right you Arguably, still don't, but mm. and yet somehow I've killed multiple elk with it. You know, blind squirrel theory, right? It's been a while, uh, but yeah. So then, so I miss him, and then he runs in the brush, and then he just comes right back out because she comes right back out, and the next one just sticks right in his neck. And we're like, what in the world? And the worst part about it is you deleted the footage. I asked for years to get that footage from you, and you were like, yeah, yeah, I'll give it to you, I'll give it to you, and then you never did. But you were like. You went back and looked at it, and you go, damn it, did you shoot that buck in the face? And I was like, no. It really looked like we shot him in the face. <laughs> Hit him in the neck. Anyway, he, he died, and uh, that was the first deer we ever we ever got. The first thing we ever got with a bow. Yep. And your dad was like, damn it, y'all quit playing Cowboys and Indians. Just stick to Cowboys. 
<laughs> yeah. Stop flinging arrows at animals. Yeah. We've come a long way since then as bow hunters. Yeah. I lost a few in the meantime. <laughs> Who hasn't? <clears throat> yeah. Uh, I don't think yeah, Joe Rogan so ever has. That kind of rutting activity. Right. That kind really of rutting. Just so stupid. Yep. Um. Hey. Wait. Well, before we switch that, off the rut. No, I hope that you have a great hunt this weekend. I'm going to I'm going to Mexico to do the same thing for a totally different species. Yeah. Cool. Deer. Is it the same ranch or the same outfitter in a different? No, product? it's neither. That I went to. It's not where I hunted mule deer last year. Totally different uh, outfit. But still in Sonora, you fly into Hermosillo. Same type of deal. What's um, Mrs. Cape, Mrs. Smith think about you flying in and out of Mexico to go hunting? I think, well, and, you know, I did the research on that. Like, as long as you're not freaking camera, uh, Just leave as long it, as you're please. not driving across the border, right? And it helps if you have a, a real Mexican with you. Right. So For sure. No, I mean, it's reasonably safe. Yeah. There's not a lot of cartel activity in Sonora. Not right. saying that there isn't some, but. The only time we're on the highway is driving from the airport to the ranch, and then we're on the ranch. Um, it's and probably arms. safer to be on that ranch than it is on a ranch in South Texas these days. I don't like that thought, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna <laughs> argue it, right? Uh, yeah. So coos deer, which is a little tiny whitetail, basically. Oh, you're not going mule deer hunting. You're going coos deer hunting. Coos deer hunting. Yeah, that's like the least. Uh, interesting thing you've said to me and i don't even know how long you're just you're still butthurt over your coos deer hunt where you saw like two deer that was a mule deer hunt oh gosh even worse i just like nothing is inter- more or less in- no- nothing is less interesting in the hunting world to me than 120 pound 100 100 inch miniature dwarf whitetail like i couldn't care less <laughs> well i'm just trying to check them all off you know sure so genetically it's just a white-tailed deer i'd rather shoot a big one but you get after it but yet it's listed as its own species so it's not it's genetically a white-tail but it's its own species but it's not if you all right well look it up look it up right now it's not its own genus species it's its own subclassification but it is genetically a white-tailed deer it looks like a white-tail i'm not gonna argue it's a white-tail they are you know they have them in costa rica they do they're not coos considered deer. coos deer they're just called costa rican whitetails but yeah d- dinky little whitetail yeah they're small they're jungle whitetail mm-hmm. uh their racks look more proportionate than a coos deers does because they eat better down there but they're tiny i'm gonna shoot 120 inch coos deer and it's gonna be awesome which would be about the same size rack as the smallest whitetail deer i've ever shot <laughs> There you go. <coughs> According to Sol Ross University, they are a subspecies of white-tailed deer. So, mm. um, I was going to say before we switch off the rut, uh, this is just—it is the most wonderful time of the year for mm-hmm. a South Texan because your rut runs you right through Christmas. I. It's always interesting back in my Instagram days to start getting my feed full of 
you know, Midwestern hunters talking about the rut and my friends up north where you hunt in East Texas and stuff, their ruts are like pretty much over. Mm. Um, it's always cool because it kind of gets you excited for the season, but I certainly love the idea that that the month of December is peak rut and right at the tail, right at the peak of the rut, you've got Christmas. It just, it's just perfect. It's so much better than, you know, rut and on the rest of the world. Yeah. (laughs) Everything about, in fact, did you see Levi, Levi Morgan, um, killed a stud at the ranch next to ours, Cactus Jack last week. He's been hunting down there several years now. Hmm. And he said something about how like South Texas is his favorite place in the whole world and that it's special. Really? Yeah. Well, you know, t- tell Levi to uh, quit pimping that first light and we can be friends again. That's what I would say. Levi seems like a good dude. I'm not going to tell him He anything. is a good dude. And he's a believer. He's a believer. Yep. He's definitely a conservative. He's definitely um, a better bow hunter than me. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's only the greatest archer who's ever lived, so. Yeah. I bet he hasn't lost one in a while. I think he might have lost a moose last year. He definitely had a rodeo with it. What would that be like mentally? Because when I go into an elk hunt, I'm like, I'm going to get one opportunity, and I just, you know, have to make the most of the shot. I got to make the shot. And half the time, I don't make the shot. and Or more than half the time. And you're and he's just like a machine. He's like, what the dead animal? Like, I, I don't even know what that would be like with a bow in my hands. Yeah, I bet he keeps two or three inch groups at like a hundred, dude. It's insane. Uh, There's no. All he's waiting for is the right body position. Yeah. Um. Remember when we got rid of that race baiting Chicago mayor Beetlejuice? (laughs) Yeah, and they replaced him with somebody worse. Yeah, yeah, they did. Uh, They replaced him. His constituents are having uh, buyer's remorse. So. This is uh, Mayor Brandon Johnson. I don't know if you've heard this yet. This is pretty awesome. And it was news to me because I didn't know this was true. Yeah, this is the part where he says says it's white supremacists that are making up the immigration thing or something. For the extremism in this country to use people as political tools to settle political scores for something that happened 400 years ago. They're still mad that a black man is free in this country. (laughs) Do do what? I'm sorry. what now? You know what's awesome? I'm mad is, because again, the, the it, black people are not slaves anymore. His constituency is not buying it. There are videos flooding the internet right now of uh, good black people in Chicago saying, "We're done with these Democrats, Republicans. Y'all have y'all have a chance to win us over this immigration thing. We're sick of it. Spending money on immigration. We're sick of it. That money should come back to our community. The people who are paying these taxes. They are." angry but here's angry. the thing right well clearly it's a bold-faced lie i mean no could conservatives number one uh, our party freed the slaves and i feel like we're still on that same page right i don't know any conservatives that are i'm not gonna say that oh, there's bad apples everywhere right there's racist democrats and there's racist conservatives for sure for sure i don't want to say there it doesn't exist but by and large like uh, conservatives are pr- a pretty welcoming group we just want to Live and let live, right? And that our whole yeah. Well, just just look at the chaos in the House Montra. of Representatives in this last year, right? Where you can't get the Republicans on the same page for anything, from who to elect a Speaker of the House to whether or not we should fund Ukraine to on and on and on and on. But when the Democrats 
when they say we're doing this, they get every single vote. There is no diversity right. of thought. There is no diversity of viewpoint. There's no doubt about it that the Republican Party is the most diverse. Now, it's fractured, but the other party marches in lockstep, kind of like the Nazis. Yeah, and that's that. that's where I was going with this. Like, who... <laughs> Well, it's the iron law of woke projection, right? Who is really responsible Bingo. for your immigration problem, Mayor? Who's responsible? Yeah, him. <laughs> that's the that's the answer to your question right there. Him and the finger fat at yourself, slob governor of theirs. Yeah, um, I saw this. Uh, this has really nothing to do with uh, politics or news of the day, but this was <laughs> this is so awesome because I think this is we we talk a lot about on this show uh participate participation trophies and like how they're horrible and when kids aren't told no this is what happens this is and we're gonna we're gonna compare and contrast uh, i'm gonna say this kid that he that this coach is talking about in this clip was likely raised by leftists and then the subsequent clip the kid was probably raised by conservatives so here's uh louisville basketball coach kenny payne on why his star player didn't want to play the other day. I probably shouldn't tell you this. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, so he didn't know if he wanted to play. Oh, yeah. What? You heard it. We didn't have the tights that he wanted, that we've never had for him, and he decided, I don't feel like I can go. That's what young people do. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't even know. But he figured it out in the second half. He accepted the fact that we didn't have the tights that we've never had for him. And he played, and he played well. I like how he hammered down on the, the tights that we've never had for him. Like, that we didn't know he needed for him because we've never had them, but yet he didn't want to play because he was never spanked as a child. Yeah, he didn't seem too uh, impressed or enthused. Not a woke coach, I would say. Uh, and then here's the clip. This is, oh, it's a little older clip. It's not from last week or anything, but this is 11-year-old Chris Gaither out of Alabama. Let's take a listen to this. Little metal jacket boy. I went straight to the bag of him and was like, and he started crying like a old baby. A baby that learned his lesson. When I pulled the gun out on him, I guess he didn't think it was a real gun because he didn't worry about it. He just kept on walking. Yeah, that, that kid pulled out a 9 millimeter and defended his house against a home invasion. <laughs> and then he said, when I shot him, he started crying like a little baby. Raised by conservatives, I guarantee you. Number one, because there was a gun in the house. Number two, the kid knew how to use the gun. Oh, there's lots and lots of liberals who have armed up in the last three and a half years. Yeah, I don't think their kids have been... You know what? There are, but those guns are those guns aren't saving those liberals because they keep them locked away. They probably safe. have trigger locks on them, and they're in like a safe inside of a safe room, and likely mm -hmm. never been shot by the new owners. But mm -hmm. they do have guns in their house, which is good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, thumbs up to uh, Louisville basketball coach Kenny Payne and uh, Alabama kiddo Chris Gaither. Um, have you? been paying attention to the cop 28 summit that's going on right now no agenda was talking about it on yesterday's show i'm certainly aware it's happening there's something that they don't really know well enough yet 
um, that happens to have been relevant to some text I was getting from a friend about the insurance industry having some part to play in global CO2 controls. Um, but beyond that, no, I, I don't know. I I am only uh, bringing it up. So that's news to me, what you're talking about. We'll have to follow up on that. But it sounds like yeah. no agenda doesn't even know what's going on there. Yeah, they, they um, put the call out to their producers who are in the insurance industry slash oil and gas industry to educate them on what the King of England was getting at when he was talking about how they can use, I don't remember the mechanism, but some contract term in insurance contracts to somehow help climate change simultaneously oh, my buddy was yeah. texting. climate change there it is that's where i was going with it well that's what uh, cop 28 is all about but yeah the but a total about climate change right but a uh a totally different direction this is a breitbart uh article titled great reset un to order an end to meat eating because climate change right uh, un agency will deliver an edict Thursday telling prosperous Western countries to save the planet by stopping meat consumption and embracing vegan alternatives. Um, this is the first of its kind document that will tell wealthy nations that over consuming meat, that they must not over consume meat to limit their intake as part of a broader global effort to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. And um, also though, they're not leaving the third world out, Chisholm. They're going to say, they're telling developing countries they will need to improve their livestock farming methods to align with global agri-food industry. Have you been to a third world country and seen how the livestock works there? The livestock just runs around. There is no there is no method to improve. They just graze. Sure. You know, it's not like you can drive out to West Texas and see a uh, feedstock. A feed yard, right? I've, How many I've, people do you think we're going to watch starve in the next 20 years? Uh, how many people are in the world right now? <laughs> yeah, we're at like 9 billion, and Bill Gates wants to get us below half, 700 million. So between, between weird, faulty vaccines and strange viruses being created and manipulated and making us eat Z bugs, uh, I guess something like 8.5 billion. So going back to the third world country thing, like how are you going to enforce that on pet, like people that are literally living in poverty where they're the chickens and the goats and the cows just run around free range. They interact with the neighbors, livestock. It's, you know, or maybe that's like, I'm thinking more of South America where I've been on mission trips to Brazil or in Central America, the, to the Dominican Republic, or maybe Africa, though, where you're just trying to protect your livestock from lions and hyenas and leopards. Yeah. How are you going to enforce I mean, it's absurd. So really, it, they're just going to enforce it on first world countries so that we can set the example. And all of it goes back to what you just said. Who tries, who's controlling the, the food supply? Bill Gates? Yeah. The largest agricultural landowner in America, Bill Gates, who's right. also invested in fake meat, fake meat and fake fake breast milk and all kinds of stuff. Fake, fake titty whiskey. That's crazy. Hmm. Yeah, but I guess it's formula, formula that's so supposed to. Hmm? <laughs> what's the difference between that and formula? 
I mean, they're engine. They're genetically. I don't know if genetically engineering is the right <laughs> word, but they're trying to engineer a synthesized product that would mirror breast milk as opposed to beef formula. Which, by the way, when there's a pandemic, apparently there's no formula. Well, you remember that the biggest formula producer on the planet, up in Minnesota, got shut down by the FDA, claiming that there was some sort of contamination issue. And I actually just randomly heard the other day. That when that whole thing settled out, that's what caused that drastic shortage where people mm-hmm. were, dude, I had friends of ours, you and I, guys we know. Yeah, we were that talking were like, about them in California that would like be on a, a group deal where if you found it, you bought it for everybody. No, it was Trey here, Trey Cavesa here in Texas. Oh, wow. It was like he and his family were like scooping up formula for his sister's baby mm-hmm. and shipping it to him. Like all hands on deck. Like if you see it, grab it. Right. But what turned out after all of that dust settled. The claim from the FDA was bogus. There was no problem. Shocker. Yeah. And your conspiracy theories, Chisholm, for bringing that <laughs> My up. My conspiracy theories have all been confirmed <laughs> very recently. Uh-huh. And anybody who thinks I'm full of it, just trust me. They've been confirmed. Give me a call. So Klaus Schwab and his cronies are over here monkeying around in Dubai trying to dictate to the rest of us how we're going to be what food and when we're going to be consuming it for the next few decades. Um, and like we said, Bill Gates is the biggest, basically, farmland owner in America. Um, yep. And the U.S., so in June, the U.S. became the second country in the world to allow the sale of chemically grown meat, meaning not, not fake meat, not soy burgers, but... Um, lab-grown meat from animal cells, cultured cells. The only other country that's allowing it, Singapore. You look at Italy and their new, that the lady that we like, I forgot her name, but they just did the exact opposite and said, no, we're not going to do that. You will not. We're making it illegal to sell that crap. So I wonder how Italy will, how these countries that are taking that approach will fall into line here with the UN and their plant-based agenda the bugs yeah i mean all of that gives me hope i think we talked about javier malay down in argentina and the new geert uh wilders guy up in uh geert um holland i mean there's a backlash all for france is backlashing against all of these things dude i saw Um, spain there was some really significant violent rioting going on in spain yeah, it's happening all over the world on everything from what they're doing to the farmers to, you know, what they're doing with the immigration stuff globally. You know, question here is just how tightly controlled is our, I mean, it all gives me reason for optimism, but then I check that against the fact that our own CDC is still recommending vaccines for children six and a half years and older. Let me clarify, mRNA vaccines for COVID in particular where every other Western country all across the globe, particularly places like England and France and Germany, which were supposed to be more socialist than we were, have been saying for almost two years, we're not giving this shot to anybody over 65. And some of them have said, we're just not doing these shots at all anymore because they're causing more harm than good. Uh, So we got problems here, bro. Well, let's stick with the uh, climate change agenda here. Um, 
I posted this on our Instagram, which I understand you got back on Instagram briefly, or are you still? Yeah, and then I it? deleted it last night because I found myself just going right to it every time I was bored. So it's useless. You are you have a a level of self discipline that most of us should admire. Uh, I mean, not CNN, really. I have to delete the app to not spend an hour and a half scrolling. But I don't delete the app. I just spend the hour and a half. But I, but usually I'm looking for stuff to post for our page since you deleted that. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so on this same vein here, this is a CNN article that was published on uh, November 27th. It's time to limit how often we can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. So, you know, we've talked about digital currency. Uh, no, sir, you are here at the filling station, but you have used your monthly allowance of fossil fuels. So no gas for you, no diesel for you. So this is in the same orbit. Like you've traveled too much. It could be this month. It could be this year, but you are not allowed to travel, not for vacation, not for work, not for anything. And it's really yep. aimed at international travel. Um, I had I had some I, I posted this on my page my Lone Star Outdoor Show page and uh, someone said this is just false flag you know the liberals love to use that term false flag have you noticed that false flag but basically that means what I'm saying is more than likely true just like your conspiracy theories if you're calling it a false flag I'm probably going to double down on it because it's probably right well especially because they're just all saying it dude that's the most mind numbing you know gaslighting aspect of all of this is they'll they'll say it you can watch them say it and then they're you know, their media, you know, guard dogs will be like, nope, nope, nope. It's all just, that's not real. It's like, but I, I just watched them say it. Right. That's what I told him. I said, I so, understand. Um, so I'm the false flag bearer here bearer. because <laughs> your news outlet wrote an article telling me what they wanted to do. And now if I pay credence to that, I'm the false flag guy. Like, how does that make sense? How do you suss that <laughs> out internally? <laughs> A friend of mine, this is related to the idea of the gaslighting, you know, false flaggery, but uh, a friend of mine sent me something this morning. Where'd that go? False flag. You know who uses that a lot? Someone very near and dear to me, my youngest brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I first heard it. Right. Uh, Maybe he should read something. Love you, Chris. My buddy sends me this... Um, I think it was a, a Twitter slash X post, but it was dated. Uh, it came from like 2022, but some guy named Doug Brignoli or Brignol, hmm. uh, a like online fitness influencer guy. Picture of him with just shredded six pack. He said, it says that back in 2021, he said, quote, those of you who think the vaccine kills people can use me as a test. If I die, you were right. Well, then he, he died. Then he died. <laughs> in Sorry, 2022 and you know Somebody i googled died. the dude's name <laughs> i googled the dude's name and what you find if you google doug brignoli's name b-r-i-g-n-o-l-e is a bunch of fact checks saying no he didn't die of the vaccine he died of covid months after taking the vaccine <laughs> it's like wow oh okay so even maybe worse. you're right maybe it wasn't the vaccine that killed him doesn't sound like the vaccine helped though yeah because now you're telling me he died of COVID? And this is a fitness guru? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, a shredded should not have been in the demographic on any level, according to at least the one photograph in the X post. So 
Hmm. Right. I wonder if maybe the vaccine hurt his immune system. I wonder if that dude wasn't so loaded up on chemicals that, you know, that didn't come into play there too. He was definitely on some, uh, what Rogan would call Mexican supplements. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of, obviously a lot of that, the bodybuilding community takes drugs to enhance their physique. Uh, but another thing that's not healthy for you is being that lean. That's just not healthy. Period. I'm listening. Sorry. I know. I just said, you, you know, being that lean for that long is not, it's not a healthy thing to do. There was a guy that I used to follow on uh, Instagram called Josh Statics, a uh, German dude. And I would just look at some of his, really his weightlifting routines and implement them, you know, into my own gym routine. And then he died. He just, he was like 32 years old and completely shredded to where his veins popping out everywhere. Um, but I don't, it's, it's not good for you. Yeah, you're supposed to carry a little bit of body fat. I have no idea what the right number is, but I don't either. Not supposed to be obese, but yeah, it's hard to stay in single digits. It's got to be real hard on your body. And then how often do they dehydrate dehydrate themselves for? Oh yeah, that's the thing. I mean, like, um, I was gonna say we should play a game. We should play a little who said it. But I think since we're going to just do a shorty here, do you have anything else uh, that you want to get into on this one? Because I'm going to be out of town next week, so we're going to knock two out back-to-back here. The two things on my list are to catch back up on Connor from last week. Oh, yeah. Being that that's already a week old, I guess we can talk about that. And then I've got some Hunter saga that I think we can save for the next one because it's going to be still ongoing. All right. Yeah, so a couple weeks ago. What does he call himself? The uh, What is it? What is his nickname? I, I don't know. Well, I, I didn't know. know he had a nickname. Oh, yeah. Conor McGregor. Everybody knows who we're talking about. The Irish MMA fighter who, for a good couple of years, was like not just one of the best fighters on the planet, but I mean, a, a sensation. He had a whole nation behind him, but also was the best S talker in the game. Super entertaining. And I mean, just a total warrior. None of it was like false bravado. Like he got in the ring and backed it up mm-hmm. until a guy leg kicked him until his leg broke. Um. So Ireland, yeah. just like all the other European oh, Union Poirier countries, that did that to him. Hmm? That was yeah, uh, I think Dustin yeah. Poirier, and then and then Cajun. McGregor while he's laying there with his leg pointing the wrong direction has the gall to talk about his wife after he got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe one time there was some false bravado in there, but can't blame him for sticking to the uh, character, I guess. Um, he, well, Ireland is having the same catastrophic immigration issues that the rest of Europe has because the EU requires these countries to open their doors and gates wide open to people from all places in the world, uh, in particular Middle Eastern alleged refugees who want to institute Sharia law. Uh, when they get to these countries, um, this has been a brewing and building issue in all of these nations for almost, well, well over 10 years. The problem started 20 years ago. Notorious. The Notorious. That's his nickname. Anyway. Yeah. The Notorious Conor McGregor. So they 
had a whole bunch of protesting going on. Um, you know, I don't remember which direction if it was, if it was anti-immigration protesting or anti-Israeli protesting, but obviously the Palestinian-Israeli conflict had all of Europe up in arms and a young girl, I think eight, got mm-hmm. stabbed um, by a Muslim guy with a criminal background. Um, Connor and a whole... So I, that precipitated a very passionate protest. A whole bunch of people in Ireland... Um, started protesting because this, you know, what they were calling immigrant, um, had stabbed this child and he took to X slash Twitter. And I don't remember his exact quotes, but suffice it to say, he, he, I think he did say something like we're at war. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know, Ireland is, is at war with this immigration problem. We can't keep letting people who don't hold our values in. I think this guy had a criminal record. He should have already been in jail. And getting back to fact checks, the media fact checked him and said, this man wasn't an immigrant. Hmm. He's a citizen because 20 years ago, he immigrated to Ireland and got citizenship. So how does that not make him an immigrant? (laughs) Right. But also he's now under investigation because all of the, Nations in the UK now have these ridiculous online hate speech rules where they can kick your door in and arrest you if you post something online that is deemed to be offensive. So Conor McGregor is now under investigation for online hate speech and the Minister of Parliament for Ireland um, is basically going to war against anybody who's angry about this immigrant stabbing a little Irish girl. It's a big old mess. Thoughts? Uh, so my thought would be Ireland first, Irish people first. But, you know, I am a, a nationalist, so hardly a surprise there. I have to weave this into my book. It occurred to me the other day. Yeah, I've got this sort of... I got half a novel written that I haven't touched in a long time and I really need to get back to it. But one of the sub themes of the, the novel or subplots is that like uh, a resistance is a global resistance to this uh, globalist uh, socialist regime is largely led by ex special forces people um, between Connor and man, pretty much if you watch MMA, there is nobody woke in the MMA. That's um, so great. Uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, the guy from New Zealand, is hardcore anti-woke, anti-anti-racist, anti-critical race theory. Happens to be a black man from um, uh, New Zealand. Obviously, Dana White, the CEO of uh, of um, Ultimate Fight, yeah, take all that the, money from Bud Light, right? Well, which we, we talked, talked about, about that though. He. He is the UFC's head is is anti woke, uh, very you know rabidly pro Trump. Yeah, they took a hundred something million dollars from Bud Light, which as we've talked about, I don't care if these companies want to change their tune, and I don't blame Dana White for signing the deal. Bud Light's now like we got to now we got to work with MMA because we screwed up so bad. So we got to go right. for the most yeah. bloodthirsty conservatives that exist. 
Yeah, and apparently they now have some new commercials on football games where Peyton Manning and Emmett Smith and a whole bunch of ex Hall of you know Hall of Fame like ex superheroes are ordering rounds of Bud Light at the bar and Peyton's like zinging Bud Light cans all over the place. So they're getting back to their roots. Bikini Fine, girls spend... bring back the bikinis. Yeah, I mean, I think that sort of stuff is happening too. I keep, I don't watch TV as you know, but I keep hearing that they've basically gone back to like an '80s style marketing strategy. Um, so who cares? But the point is, I need to weave this idea that these uh, cage fighters are part of the resistance into uh, my book plot because, um, I mean, that's what's happening right now, dude. Is that that, that this chaos is causing men and you know we're doing it not with fists and um you know physical combat or getting out and protesting but our show is all about taking a stand against this crap um yeah you know hard times make hard men soft times make soft men and then the soft men make hard times and i think we're entering the hard times stage and thankfully there's some hard men still around so hopefully it doesn't come to i'm looking forward to the book yeah, I really need to get that thing finished. Yeah, because everything pan- I've hey, everything you know I everything I know when you can write it during the next pandemic. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> when it started. Right. It started during the pandemic, and everything I was predicting in the original forty thousand words two years ago is coming true on like a daily basis. So by the time I finally get it out, everybody's gonna be like, "Is this a history book or is this a dystopian novel?" <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope you won an award for it. I just hope so millions of copies and then my wife's already read half of it and she's beating me up all the time about wanting to see what happens with the main protagonist. If, if the book turns out to be a dud, maybe the show could make us some money one day. Something is going to (laughs) pop. What I really need is like a 90 day sabbatical where I just go to the ranch and do nothing but write. It's hard to weave in like, it's just, I was doing a good job. I went like a month where I woke up every morning and the first thing I did at like 5.30 a.m. was write 500 words. And I figured at that pace, I could get to 60 or 70,000 words, which is like a legit length novel um, by August of 2021. And then I caught COVID at at, uh, DFW Airport and everything got derailed. I picked it back up at one point, but yeah. So COVID derailed your book. Come on. I mean, it's I was just pretty a little sick. tiny cold. If you remember, no, 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 no. When we got the Delta, we we were sick. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been sick for a week. Could be COVID. I won't ever know. What we had, that Delta variant was not killing people, but it was way harsher than the OG that you had. We were like laid up sick for five days, and then you know tired and lingering cough for another nine days, and. It just, you know. I definitely had COVID twice. I've had a cough, though, for like a week. Like uh, Mickey and his family were over yesterday. And I was like, I asked uh, his wife if a lot of kids were missing school right now and out. She's like, yeah, like something's going around. I was like, well, maybe, you know, who knows if it's COVID or not. But nobody even cares. I mean, like, they're over eating dinner in our house, and we didn't even feel, like, obligated to be like, oh, by the way, you know, our kids have gotten each other. Our kids have gotten each other sick so many times it doesn't really matter but i don't think we're way past contagious now we just have this like little residual <clears throat> like dry cough thing 
but she yeah, said well, there's there's a, there's, there's something new going around and again this will be timely still next week so maybe we can table that and jump to uh our second show all right we'll do that well that's gonna do it for uh this short and sweet episode of justified pursuit for chisholm cook i'm cable smith thanks for tuning in and we will do it again next week viva la resistance resistance I am